Hey, welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm Chris. To my left, we have Sean. To my right, we have Teresa. This is our wrap up for Forged in Fire, Season 5, Episode 39 The Ring Hilted Sword. And it's the motherfucking season finale, y'all. Oh, watch your ears. Yeah, right off the bat, I'm swearing in your ears. Yeah, because it was a great season finale. We won't go that far. It was an okay episode, but um, what a finale! It was what a finale. It was the end of our first full season of Forged in yeah. Fire wrap ups. Right, we should this, have a party. This is it, bud. Oh, cheers! You want a cookie? Teresa's got, got a cookie. Cookies. Yeah, I'll, cheers! I'll grab Yay. A cookie. Um, here you go. Here's yeah, <laughs> great. So. Mm. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, season finale. We decided last week it was kind of brought up, and then during the week I discussed it with Teresa and Sean, and we decided to go double or nothing on our picks yeah. for this week. Either you lose it all or Teresa wins it all. Right, it was the last chance to beat <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> We're gonna go right. <laughs> we're gonna go right into it. Our first contestant was Jody Ladane, and he had five years of part-time experience, and he was from the Kentucky Army National Guard. Thank you for your service. And then we had Aaron McLean, who had ten years of part-time experience, and he came with the arms made of steel and the heart made of coal. Oh, and then <laughs> and then Jason Brown with 11 years of part-time experience. And he noted that his family tells him that he needs to smile more, and he says he will if he wins Forged in Fire. So, all right. Interesting. Jason Brown is actually friends with Jason Reddick. Oh. the show. All right. So that's a cool little connection there. And then last but not least, we had Sean Shropshire with nine years of full-time experience. And... Wouldn't you know it, we all picked Sean yeah, to win the double episode. Double or nothing. I'm getting double points. That's the, that's the plan. We're all yeah, looking to get those suck on double that. points. So for round one, in the past, bladesmiths have had to make David Baker's favorite blade. They've had to make Jay Nielsen's favorite blade. Mm-hmm. They've had to make Doug Marqueda's favorite blade. Mm-hmm. So now... It was Ben Abbott's turn. Oh. They're making Ben Abbott's. That guy. Ben Abbott's, yes. That guy's favorite blade, the Celtic ring knife, which I never saw that design before. That was a pretty badass knife, I thought. Like Not the, bad. It looked, it looked funky, but it looked funky in a good way. Like the just the, the, the width of the, the mm. blade and the ring on the, the end. Everything about it seemed yeah. kind of cool. But anyway... I was looking forward to like another friction folder. Oh my god, the fucking <laughs> friction folders. Anyway, they had to use wrought iron chain and high carbon steel using the Sanmai technique to make their Celtic ring knives. Which you know how Ben's two-time champion? Mm, yep. Yeah. The first one that he was on was like the first time they did the Sanmai, so I thought that was kind of cool that they brought oh. that back on his blade, his favorite oh. blade. I didn't Realize. It might not have been the first time they did Sanmai, but it was the first time we saw the oh, Sanmai. Oh, wow, what a great idea that was for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about this real quick. 
Okay, so it's wrought iron chain and high carbon steel. Not really a standout first round. Like, the blade's cool, but usually it's a little bit... It seems like it should be a little bit more of a challenge. I guess this has turned out to be challenging. I don't know. Let's go through the notes. <laughs> blade parameters. The length must be between 12 to 14 inches, and the width at the base has to be at least 2 inches. And it must have a full tang and a drifted or forge welded ring on the end. And dun-dun-dun, all of the drill presses have been locked out, tagged out, if you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. You can't use them. Locked out. Locked out. This means you're going to be drifting those holes no matter what. And you have to pay attention to the handle spacing. Yeah, it was, a, part. it was a small handle on those things. Right. And you didn't want that ring to be too far down because that ends as that helps hold it in place when yeah. you're gripping it. So that was that was the spacing issue that that Ben brought up. So for Jody, he draws out the blade shape first while his wrought iron is warming, and then he folds the wrought iron into a V shape for his taco technique, Sam Mai. Um, but he did have a hard time getting it forge welded and held, and the judges say he was heating the steel incorrectly. He had cold wrought iron with hot steel, and he was trying to get this thing to sit properly. He should have had hot wrought iron and cold steel so that the wrought iron would form around the cold steel and he could get a straighter mm. line with yeah. it. And then with about 30 minutes left, Jody starts drifting his hole, and the biggest issue he kind of had during this whole thing was that he kept thinning out his material because he didn't quite make the two-inch width requirement for the, the blade near the, the handle. So he was really making it thin at that point. And he also only had, like, a small portion of, like, wrought iron on his Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he had tried on his as spine. little as humanly possible. Yeah, his San Mai was really bad. Yes, it, it was. was. So, like, it was just a little bit hanging on there. Next up, we had Aaron. He folds his wrought iron before drawing it out enough. So the, it was just... Like a teeny little taco with nothing there to really lay into. He had a really hard time fitting metal into it. And then he keeps hammering on the wrought iron while it's too cold, which could leave it open for potential cracking. And he moves to the press and then proceeds to crack his taco (laughs) on the press. So he just didn't have things working properly for this particular situation. So then he went back to the chop saw where he had cut a piece of his material off and he grabs that piece and tosses it in the forge and gets that thing warming up so he can switch over and he basically starts over doing the exact same technique as he did before and doesn't change anything that he's doing he's just trying to attempt to do it the exact same way again and you know that's the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result nothing's gonna change here like he just he didn't have the proper technique the first time, and he was going about it again, he should have thought about it a little bit more on how he could maybe change what he was doing mm-hmm. to make that forge well hold. Is it really insanity? I mean, I know it's people say. But I would say it's stupidity. <laughs> if you're going to do something over and over and think this is going to change, I think you're just dumb. Not, I'm, I'm not saying he's <laughs> dumb. I'm just saying, like, let's change the saying a little bit. I don't know if you're going to be able to change the English language, but... Is that what Merriam-Webster says insanity is? No, I, that's just a saying. I no, that's just some that. jackass came up with it, and then someone said, like, oh, that's what Einstein said. He never said that, by the way. 
We're getting off topic. Let's move right. forward here. So, <laughs> let's not talk about it again. Instead of being insane, it would be very insane. Yes. So, Aaron is struggling. He starts thinking he's not going to complete the challenge, um, but he does eventually. He takes his rod iron, goes back to the welder, and and welds it on a little bit better, and manages to get his forge weld to take. Yeah, he welded it more points so that it would stay put. Yeah, while he's trying to do his right. work. For Jason, he's never made a sandmai using the taco technique, but what better place than to try it than hey. on a TV show? <laughs> yeah. He cracks his piece while drawing out the wrought iron, uh, so he switches to making a sandwich-style sandmai instead. And then um, while he's doing the sandwich-style sandmai, he like pours flux into this thing and goes over the yeah. power hammer, just starts wailing on it, and it's just like explosions of flux shooting out in every direction and still ends up cracking the end of his billet and has to cut that off yeah so that it wouldn't affect the rest of the blade and then sean yes (laughs) sean the competitor on the show plans to make his sanmai using three separate pieces rather than a taco style inlay technique um, I'm, I noted that he's just trucking forward and he's shaping his blade before anyone else. And he's also doing this on his birthday. Happy oh, birthday. So yeah. Happy birthday whenever you recorded this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did have some issues drifting his ring because the tools that he had weren't the right size to make the hole big enough, but he was able to get it on the horn of the anvil yeah. and, uh, and get it moving. And then with about 30 minutes left, he quenches, has a noticeable warp, and he sticks that blade right in the vise, gives the judges some nervous breakdowns. But yeah. just like, I thought Ben was going to fall over in his chair. He was so, like, yeah. just kept pushing back. They they really ham it up when people go into yeah. that vise after they quenched it. But what are you going to do? So for judging, Sean, Doug likes the profile, but the handle is too long. And Ben comments on the warp, but says it is not beyond fixable. For Jason... Dave says he likes the profile a lot, and he has lots of material left for the finishing of the blade, but he does have cracks on his edge. And then Jody, Ben says the knife is really lean, and there's a pretty decent warp, but it can be fixed. And then we come to Aaron. Aaron doesn't have a blade to present, so he has to surrender his steel and leave. And Will Willis was nice about it. Yeah, and everything. Yeah, he was kind. He was kind to him about it. Like, he said, we're not here to tear people down. But we can we can't call that a blade. It's it's steel because it was shaped like kind of like a, a boomerang. By the time that yeah. they they posted it up and took their photos of it for the show, and Aaron got the boot. But he worked right up to the very mm-hmm. end. So yeah, he did. He, didn't he quit. did. He didn't quit. He just kept going. We move on to round two, where they attach the handle using only natural materials: bone, horn, hide, leather. And it had to have a wrapped cord, right? I believe so. Yes, you needed it had something to have like some wrapping to it. So Sean starts with addressing the warp, and then he cuts out a section of his handle and welds the ring back on, so it's not quite so long anymore. Um, his warp got worse with grinding. He picks hardwood for and raw hide for his handle. He tries to relax the blade using a torch to get the warp out, um, then works on refining the blade. Jason starts with grinding out the delamination. He uses the etch bucket to find his edge material, but is having issues getting the, to the hard steel. Basically, when you etch it, 
in the acid that they use for Damascus stuff, it'll show you the like what it does for Damascus. It shows you the the difference between the materials by shading one a different mm-hmm. color based on the chemical composition. So he was able to see where his softer steel was versus the which harder steel, which is pretty much covering a lot yeah, of the harder steel. Yeah, he only steel. had a yeah. tiny little part that, that yeah, was hard. Yeah, so he had yep. quite a bit to do. Um, and he chooses sheep horn for his handle scale. Um, Jody addresses the warp without making his blade too thin. He uses palm and leather wrap and epoxy for his handle. And he adds a Celtic design to the handle to make it mm. more aesthetically pleasing. And he said something uh, you know, to the effect of if it comes down to which one looks nicer, I want it to be nicer. What? I want it to be like... It doesn't come down to which one looks nicer. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. <laughs> we have a note on the commercial break. Um, night fight came back on, and I saw and the commercial. You paid for it attention this time. this time. This show looks crazy. Like it definitely looks like people going in there with weapons and bashing the crap out of each other, even though they're wearing armor does not look like it's very safe. So it'll be interesting to see when that comes on. I, I, January 23rd. Oh, January 23rd. Keep an eye out. <laughs> I don't think we're going to do a wrap-up for that one, but maybe we'll watch it. Okay, so then we go on to testing for round two. The strength test was an antler chop. Ben bashes mercilessly into three bones seven times, or, you know, one bone for each competitor. Um, Jody, the blade breaks on the fifth hit. So there's your doesn't come down to aesthetics. <laughs> well, unless someone else's blade breaks. Also true. So the next two competitors must survive five strikes to move forward. Jason gets through all five strikes, um, head chipping on the blade, and the handle was good, but the rawhide was digging into Ben's hand. He barely got that rawhide on. That was a, a thing that needed to be there. And so he really just tied a piece on like so that it was there. Like yeah. 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 He's like, it's not pretty, but it's there. Um, and then Sean got through all five strikes. Dramatically. Commercial break. Oh, of oh course. Four strikes. And four then. strikes. And they show Jody like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> looking sideways at it. So we were watching this in real time last night. We usually watch it on DVR. And it starts at 10. Well, it has been the and last few right. weeks because of Vikings. And that is bedtime. So we happened to stay up a little while to watch it. But I was tired, and the commercial break hit, and I'm like, I I can't. I just got to go to bed. And then <laughs> when he came back, I was like, who won? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jody gets the boot due to catastrophic blade failure. All right. So moving on to round three, our smiths have to make an Irish ring hilted sword. This sword is a 12th century classic European weapon. They reached lengths up to 40 inches. It featured a ring to counterbalance the weight, commonly used by elite warriors called the Galaglass. The mountain on Game of Thrones wields a ring-hilted sword. Which I never would have remembered that had they not mentioned it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, challenge. The blade must be between 29 and 31 inches long, double-edged, and include a fuller on both sides of the blade. That runs at least three quarters of the length of the blade. It must have an S-shaped guard with fork-shaped terminals with three prongs on each terminal. The ringed pommel must be included, and you should be able to see the tang through it. That's a lot of stuff. That fuller is like two and a half feet long. It's a long fuller. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Uh, looking at Sean, day one, he has never made a sword like this, and he's got a small forge. Yeah. Um, it will be the largest blade he's forged. He immediately has issues with his power hammer. Um, he has to get up and running before he can do anything else, but seems to get it running kind of quickly. Yeah, I don't think he spent a whole lot of time working on it to get it working again. Yeah, he went up to it, looked. He's like, oh, a couple of screws came loose. Before that happened, though, like so he had a, uh, his steel in the forge. On the power hammer, I noticed this. He had like a piece of paper like covering like part of it. And I swear he it was like a a drawing of Gumby. It was. Yeah, I noted that too. Oh yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Huh. So interesting. Okay. But then it was gone when he made his repairs and never appeared again. Oh. Unfortunately. I'm a big Gumby, Gumby luck. Gumby fan. Is it Gumby luck or Gumby bad luck? Oh. Well the th- thing started working. I mean Yeah, after it wasn't on it anymore. Uh, <laughs> Don't 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 mess with Gumby. <laughs> day two, he plans to heat treat by the end of the day. Works on his folders and then goes for the quench. Uh, the blade has a little bit of a warp, but he has enough steel to grind it away. And moving on to day four, uh, he has most of the hardware built. Plans on working on assembly and uses epoxy and a pin to hold the handle on and uh, finish up the sword. Moving on to Jason, day one starts by trying to make a fullering jig. And it breaks pretty quickly as soon as he starts testing it. So we've seen this happen before. Somebody else had to, had made a fullering jig like this and did the exact same thing. They went to the power hammer with it. I don't think you're supposed to use that in the power hammer. I don't think so either. Just use it on a, more of a press right. tool. Because you need something that's going to come down slow and, and do the shape. Apply. Yes. Smush. <laughs> Yeah, not Strike violent it. hammering. You're just because it's usually a piece of bar stock attached to a thin piece of steel, and it's just gonna smash the shit to pieces if you do that. Yeah. So, so he's yeah he spent a lot of time doing it. And it just broke. <laughs> uh, day three, his sword is thin by the tang, and he welds uh, some more material back on. He ended up melting a hole into the edge. And decides to stack more material on and weld it up to fix it. And on day four, nothing happened. Day five, has to completely assemble the sword and do the detail work. On day four, he had a bow and a blade, and he's trying to bend it on his bench. Oh, yeah. He's like, he sticks it underneath <laughs> yeah. the top of his bench, and he's just like, oh, oh, it's snap. <laughs> he oh. jokes that it snaps. Um, then he adds, a, uh, he adds Celtic runes to the ring before assembling. Mm-hmm. So... Moving on to testing, Sean shows up, sharp-dressed man. <laughs> that dude was ready to, to go out on the town. The suit with that hat is a yeah. combination. Yeah, that hat, that beat-up hat. <laughs> so <laughs> Teresa said that he looks like he's going to a funeral. <laughs> no, he's wearing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Chris noted the outfit. He's like, you got to tell me what you think of the outfit. So now I'm I like paying attention. Okay. For the kill test, Doug is going to deliver killing blows to a feral boar carcass. Starting off with Jason, almost cuts all the way through. Doug says it feels good in the hands. Swing it is sweet. The sharp edge cuts easily. It will kill. Sean cuts completely through the boar. The handle has a good, secure feel. It's heavier, but the weight helps cut into the carcass. It will also kill. Interesting. Onto the strength test, Ben chops mercilessly into an unforgiving 
block of ice. Jason, the wrap in the blade made it rotate in Ben's hand. Otherwise, it's well done. Sean, the weight is a little tip heavy, but it's still a lot of fun to swing. The edge held up well. So that is that the second test that Ben did something mercilessly? Yes. Wasn't the first test in this one they said that he will yeah. mercilessly? Yep. Apparently Ben's merciless. Ben is merciless. Whatever. He's not that merciless. No. Nielsen's wacky. Oh. So I'll call that merciless. Jaminator. You know, Jaminator, the pain train, half-day J. They really make sure to put his grunting sound effect. Yeah. He's getting a hernia or something. (laughs) Sharpness test is a sugarcane cut by Dave Baker. Jason, the handle construction allowed the blade to roll and now the tang bent to one side. Otherwise, a very sharp blade. You could tell looking at his hand. Yeah, he held it kind of down and... Could see it uh, for Sean. Dave said it's a heavier sword, but he likes the handle construction and the sharpness of it. So in the end, Sean wins. Uh, Jason's uh, sword took a bend during the sharpness test. And it did pans. I would have liked to have won. That was just, it. Was just like because <laughs> I would have liked to have won. <laughs> yeah, and it just like sits for a second, and then he continues talking yeah. with it. And Sean says it doesn't suck to win. No, no doubt. Definitely. <laughs> Words to live by. And so we come to our finale Fantasy Fortune Fire wrap up points tally. And Teresa won. Teresa won. Yay. Congratulations, honey. She had <laughs> 78 points. Sean came in second with 60 points. And I brought it up smidgen behind. Hey, he made the podium. <laughs> There's only three of us. Well, you made the podium with 58 points. So, if you cared about the points or no you one didn't cares. care about the points, guess what? It's never coming back again. We're I wonder if anyone else points. is keeping points this on how we, we were keeping points. You think anyone was picking winners of who was going to win? I doubt it. I doubt it. But that would be pretty cool. I mean, if it you was picked a... Teresa, you won. Yay. Yeah. 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 Your, your fantasy fantasy thing. Yeah. That's just getting to a whole nother level right there. But that was it. We finished season five. Season five five. finally ended. It's a wrap. Good God. Now we're going to take a break. And no more episodes of Forge and Fire for hopefully. For another two weeks. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Don't don't screw it around. It's probably going to be that way. As it is, we're going to be Master of Arms ends. We don't have Knife for... I haven't heard anything about when Knife for Death is supposed to come back. Like, it was originally said, like, a couple weeks ago, but it didn't come back. Maybe it'll... Maybe when Forge and Fire ends, Knife for Death will fill in the spot for a few weeks. But I'm sure there's going to be Forge and Fire, like, repeats playing. So, I really don't know. Mm. So, that just... It's going to give us some time to get a breather. Yes. And We're gonna catch up on interviews. Catch up on some, some interviews. Some people have been waiting a while. Yeah, so... I have we enjoy this, right, Sean? You sound like you don't enjoy this. <laughs> it's nice to take a break. And so we have a couple interviews coming up. Um, we have... What's, uh, what's coming up? Who who we got? Matt Parkinson. Oh. We got Peter Burt, both from Dragons with Ford. No way. Yeah. I met those guys once. Yeah. I've met them like <laughs> three times now. No one cares. What the fuck? <laughs> it's rude. Yeah, it is. That's, that's You're rude. How You're rude. out of order. How rude. <laughs> That's a penalty. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> we have interviews with those guys coming. I believe I have Matt scheduled to post the day after Christmas, and Peter's will be after that. We also just shot an interview. That'll be coming out hopefully either next week or the week after with Keith Hill, a.k.a. Fortune Fire Champion and Knife or Death Season 2 Grand Champion. That's right. And that's all the interviews we have currently recorded. Okay. But we have some stuff lined up for next year, including oh, yeah. the return of Tour de Forge, where we work on those knives that we started In a long, summer. long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Six months ago. Yeah. So we have a, we have actually two people that have lined up that were willing to work with us on those. So we'll have to figure out when the hell we can do that. All right. And, uh, like us in all the places. Yeah. Do all the liking, yeah. the subscribing, Instagram, Facebook, the reviews on podcasts, podcast and, review, leave a review. We'll shout you out. Hell yeah. Do that. And don't be rude on our YouTube comments. It's stupid. Please. No, have no, any, please. Any, don't be rude on our YouTube comments. Have we had any bad ones lately? No, not lately. Oh, okay. Not great. lately. They've been nice. But still, I'm going to bring this up now. I don't know if I mentioned it before. Consistently, every video that we post, immediately as it thumbs gets down. posted, we get two thumbs down. Two of them. So we have two people that subscribe to us just to give us thumbs down on our videos. At least as a subscriber. I guess. I mean, yeah, it's a subscriber, but it's still obnoxious. It is. You know who you are. We don't know who you we are. We don't know who you are, but are, you know who you are. Are they even actually watching? Or are they just... They might... <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I so. I doubt they're watching at this point in the video. Yeah. But anyway, all right. We said it already. That was the episode. Se- season five of Fortune Fire is a wrap. Thank you for watching. It's a penalty. Season five is over. It is over. (laughs) So they used to end like Iron Chef. Mm -hmm. Iron Chef when like the round was over. This round of cooking is over. I think it was the Japanese version. Oh. Oh, Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, the the dubbed version. Top Chef. I'm like, they don't say it like that. Top Chef.